Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. To this edition, this week's edition of National Economy Money Radio. This is the segment, National Economy Money Radio. And uh, we are discussing uh, an important topic today. It's on remittances, high charges on remittances. Yes, how high bank charges push up cost of Nigeria's diaspora remittances. The issue is an important one because remittances have become an important segment of Nigeria's GDP. Just before COVID-19, Nigeria's GDP was around, say, 450, 500 billion. And uh, of that, uh, diaspora remittances was around 25 billion. And it was projected to increase. So if you are that's 25 billion, that means it was contributing about 5% of Nigeria's GDP, which is huge. We will talk about, about the budget. It was close to... Uh, 85% if we are comparing uh, remittances to the country's budget, so you can see how important that issue is. But the Nigerians have been spending more, much more, although the cost is reducing because of technology and other factors, but Nigerians have been spending much more. And arguably, Nigerians spend about the highest right now in the world on remittance charges before can get that uh, money and that is a, a discouraging factor we'll talk about figures uh, while we are in the program so we've been to discuss the issue is uh, she has always been on my left today she has taken the right mr anthony Uko, our our in-house analyst you say you're welcome and uh, as usual you look bright and shiny yeah so my name is case harmon and your host sir Nigerian spending about the highest in the world when it comes to charges and remittance back home. Let's discuss the issues. Why? Well, let's say, like you have um, pointed out before, um, foreign remittances play a key role um, to in, here in Nigeria. In terms of contributing to the budget, uh, to the nation's um, direct inflow, we are, Nigeria basically ends its um, foreign exchange from importation of from exports, crude oil exports. So, um, not much else comes from other sources. So, having another source like um, the remittance is also hard to show of the nation's. Um, um, external uh, reserves and all that. However, we see that um, the Nigerians abroad, in, the Nigerians in diaspora, they had to spend much more on average here now, uh, about 8% or more on every um, amount that they are sending back to their families uh, at home or to do one business transaction or the other. One of the reasons for this, or among the reasons for it, we'd say, is um, is the channels 
the channels that they've had to use, um, a lot of the remittances still have to come in through the banking system. Um, most people have to go to banks to get these remittances. And uh, being bank to bank transactions, transferring them from banks from whichever country they are sending from to a Nigerian bank, come with um, some charges. And um, we find out in Nigeria that there are so many um, bank charges that you not even, sometimes you don't know, you know some, but the others you, you, you may not know the, the, the hidden charges, so to say. So when you build this into it, you don't know what um, the banks are charging, adding up besides the, um, the charge that is known. So, and there are other costs that the banks will tell you they are incurring in terms of um, uh, in terms of data, in terms of providing their own electricity, in terms of uh, maybe even data, uh, and so on. So, by the time all of this cost is put into it, you find um, the cost being more than what we have. Um, in other clients, even surrounding us here in West Africa. Yeah, so basically what you're talking about is infrastructure. Infrastructure. You know, when we talk about infrastructure, usually we may not perceive how deeply the lack of infrastructure is affecting the wider economy. Uh, this is just one facet of it where we have infrastructure affecting the cost of sending money. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, we such a cost is uh, similar uh, in many sub-Saharan African countries. Uh, we have, take for example, of course, Nigeria is the highest uh, receiver. More mm -hmm. 50% of, of uh, sub-Saharan Africa's uh, receipts of remittances are from uh, yeah, come to Nigeria, but the other African countries, um, they have a slightly lower cost of remitting from the, the, the their, their nationals abroad. Mm. Their cost of remitting is slightly lower than uh, Nigeria. Take for example, mm. uh, between last year and this year, the cost of remitting to other West African countries or other sub-Saharan sub African countries was somewhere around 8.9% compared to a global average of 6.4%. You see, there's a huge gap there. 8.9% to 6.4% global average. But that global average, when it comes to specific countries, it may be lower, and we'll come to that. Now, that of other sub-Saharan sub African countries has actually reduced to around 8% now. Whereas Nigeria, which was higher before, that was by last year, Nigeria was a bit higher. We have, the, the, the charges have now dropped to 8.4%. Uh, so we are 0.4% uh, higher than them. Yes. So that's where we are right now. But speed that as it may, we can say that Nigeria is about the highest in the world and like you mentioned cost of data the cost of electricity 
security is an issue we, 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 we that is that is not put into it we have uh, uh, of course there are other challenges here yes uh, you have to get your own water as a bank you have to get your own water of course uh, it's uh, when people go to the banks and uh, they will need to wash their hands we are generally talking about infrastructure so the fact that we have this infrastructure problem that is what makes it say uh, in the west abroad mm-hmm. you have uh, things like data is electricity you don't have to uh, generate your own electricity the security is less of an issue we have other things that are taken for granted here the cost of data is huge of course you have to use data to process this weaknesses the cost of energy is huge you have to buy diesel which is expensive the cost of security like i mentioned the cost of water so these banks here our local banks which are carrying out these transactions they are rendering you a service by receiving your money and giving to you but the cost of that service is high because the inputs are high Cost of inputs are high, so the cost of the service in general must be higher than what contains there. So, because of that, those banks on that side, of course, the banks here will tell them for this transaction or for this service we are giving out, it costs us so much, and they will have to pass over that cost to the remitting banks. And the remitting banks will have to pass the cost over to. The senders, that is our brothers and sisters, our uncles, nephews, our cousins, our friends, our fathers, our mothers, and our children who are out there, they have to pay the front. And that is why we see that just last year, extra month was spent. If you compare that to maybe sending. Before we go to that comparison issue, let's look at something. The uh, United Nations uh, has projected the intent to reduce the cost of remitters to 3% by 2010 because they have realized that remittances actually uh, is a force for equalization globally you understand it's a force for equalization and uh, developing countries actually need remittances though the amount of remittances sent to developing countries is actually more than development or aid you understand yeah yes so they realize that this is a force for development they need to realize that it's a force for equalization because it can be of most equalization because the rich are rich or at least there's a degree of equalization there and so they realize that this is a good trend remittances is a good trend having said that they have a target to reduce the cost of remittances to three percent as part of the sustainable development goals of uh, the united nations so they have been making some progress 
they have been making some progress. But that progress they have been making is only a reduction they have attained. They haven't come near that. Of course, yes. Like you have, uh, like you pointed out, if um, the global um, average is six point four percent, and the uh, and and the um, United Nations is targeting um, three percent under its SDG goals, so you see the the gap there is still much. But while it is, um, uh, it, it, you would say it's high for uh, globally at 6.4 percent for for sub-saharan africa is still much higher at eight percent and um, above eight percent um, particularly for for nigeria so um well the the the, the onus is is on, on on the government to be able to um do something particularly in the area of infrastructure so that they will also be um in on uh, on the on the drive to get this cost of remittance down, particularly in view of the benefits that it has to do for the for the uh, uh, Nigerians who receive this money and then the economy. There's so much to talk about, and uh, we, we, we there's just so much to talk about on this issue. But uh, let's take a breather and. Uh, by the time we come back, we want to go deep into this, we want to delve into it, and see what the government can do to reduce the cost of remittances. Because I know that you that's what you want to bring in now, and I can see that you're anxious to do that. But uh, let's take a short break. Business, please stay with us. When we come back, we want to go into what the federal government can do, or state government, which other government it is. We want to see what they can do to make sure that they fall in line with the United Nations the, uh, Sustainable Development Goals and uh, to, to reduce the cost of uh, remittances worldwide. So let's stay with us. We'll be right back. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back. Still on Money Radio Leadership Podcast. This is national economy segment of the program and uh, I'm your host Case Hammond in the studio with me is still in We are talking about the cost of remittances. The topic is high, how high bank charges push up cost of Nigeria's diaspora remittances. And, uh, that is a problem we have been discussing. Before we went on the break, we were talking about how the federal government can bring down those charges or how, whatever. But it is just not by fear. It has to be, uh, it has to come with uh, some uh, action, some actions that we're about to talk about. So, let's look at a few statistics. The cost of, or the cost Chinese in the US, for example, or in Britain, income from sending money to China, or the Indians in call from sending money to, China, to India, the Malaysians, the Singaporeans, name them, the Israelis, all of that, is much lower, between 4 and 5% now. That is bank to bank. But the cost here is higher. And like you mentioned, it is as a result of poor infrastructure. Data, electricity, water, and security, 
and then the rest of it. So that is a problem which is eating deep. Maybe uh, Nigerians abroad would have loved to send more. Between last year and this year, Nigerians spent 2.94 billion on remittance uh, charges on remittances. And all of those, most of those charges come from they emanate from here is because of poor so what can be done the government cannot do that by fear you cannot say uh, the cost of sending money from abroad is too high you need to reduce it that's not the that's not how it's done it has to be innovation what you do to make sure that those costs are reduced so let's talk about some of those innovations we know that when it comes to bank-to-bank -bank transactions, sending money, you go to your bank in the, say for example, the US, and you want to send to a local bank, that is higher. That is the 6.4% global average. Well, when it comes to, you know, technology has uh, improved things, right? And uh, some of the improvements that the technology have made include you just send it from your account to the next person's account. It's straight, person to person, P to P. And that is lower. That is around 4 to 5%. So technology is actually uh, improving this uh, issue of bank charges. What do you think about what can be done? Yeah, the issue of um, digital trans. Um, transmission of this um, remittances is uh, is one way that is going to um, go a long way to bring down the cost of um, diaspora remittances however for nigeria the there are still that that um, challenge of having that money from your digital account from your digital wallet transferred into your bank account before the ban um, or the central bank coming out um, to say that Niger no um, nigerian bank accounts must be linked with um, cryptocurrency yeah. transactions it was easier because you know in the in the crypto space there are so many digital crypto is technically um, uh, a digital thing so it's easier to do a um, a person-to-person, a P2P -person, -person transaction, transfer of these remittances, and then it's also easier for them to have that money transferred into their um, local bank accounts. Yeah. But we've seen this stop with the CBN uh, prescribing that um, line of transaction. So now Nigerians find it more difficult if they if they get this money into their wallet, into their P2P wallet, getting it out into the uh, uh, getting converting it into their local currency is even still much higher than what you would have to go through um, doing it bank to bank. So right now they've all fallen back on. Um, using the banks all over again, bank to bank, bank, to bank fully. 
uh, I know um, the CBN wants to be able to know, wants to be able to keep tab on the volume of remittances that is coming in, and it also wants that um, the, 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 the remittances should be able to count towards um, um, shoring up the, uh, the country's um, external reserves. Yeah. Yeah, by way of the foreign exchange yeah. that comes in. So, however, it seems that um, the one that has a benefit to the nation, that all the um, remittances come through the, the, uh, the legal banking sector, then it, it's now the onus is now on them to ensure that many of the costs that that, that bank still imputes into the into the transfer process. Uh, is eliminated so that the the the, the uh, diasporans, uh, brothers and sisters and relatives wouldn't have to spend so much as costs on, on the monies they are sending back home. So the issue is not just about infrastructure; it's also about policy. Policy, yeah. So um, we can see that. Much of the problem we're talking about is uh, we're talking about self-inflicted uh, problem. Uh, when we say self-inflicted, uh, is something that uh, has not been done, or something that has been done. Something that has not been done. We're talking about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Something that is being done, or that has been done. We're talking about policy. Policy. So. Uh, is uh, self-inflicted. Now, let's talk about infrastructure. Um, compared to other countries, Nigerians pay more for that. Is that true or false? Compared to other countries, Nigerians pay more for electricity. True or false? Compared to other countries, Nigerians pay more for bank transactions, uh, fees, cost of transport transactions, true or false. Compared to other countries, Nigerians pay more for security, true or false. Compared to other countries, Nigerians suffer more on just those little, little things that contribute to smooth operations, true or false, sir. <laughs> well, you set the, you can as well, um, well, technically, if you, if you want to look at um, electricity, I, I, then Nigerians get to pay much more than in other clients. It's basically because they have to generate the electricity, the power, by themselves. If um, it was generated, uh, if they were getting power direct from the national grid, it, it, it would come at lower cost for them. But whereby they have to do that by themselves, um, it comes at a higher cost. You hit the point. Data. Well, I think you may be more knowledgeable about that. Uh, I think 
I think, based on my discussion with uh, people, people who are outside, it's like Nigerians pay, depending on the country, in some other sub-Saharan African countries, Nigerians pay less in uh, compared to in European and American countries, I think Nigerians pay more for data because um, basically there are places you go in the West and you don't have to use your data. And if you are using personal data, it's something you just pay on a monthly basis and it's given to you. Here we may choose, of course, which one to do, whether daily, monthly, daily, or weekly, whatever, or yearly. But um, compared to Occidental countries or Hesperian countries, I think it would be uh, more. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at security, the cost of the the, the, the insecurity in, um, in a number of um, locations within the country puts additional cost. Yeah, on um, insurance, on uh, on uh, cost of getting these things done. So all of that is built into the cost of the cost of, of remittances. And of course, when we talk about water, you were laughing at me when we talk about water. But water that. is actually something that you need to improve your services. Imagine you go to the bank and there is no water. How many people who go to the bank wait to get water to drink? It's part of a COVID-19 protocol. There's hand sanitizer and there's no... It's all, so, it's all so part of the cost. Are they providing that? They, are not, they may not necessarily have to provide that. So you can provide your own hand sanitizer. So I don't think you should come in here as a so the general tip we can get from uh, this today's discussion on what we do is that infrastructure is uh, affected. Is it affects the country? Wide uh, variety of uh, ways. Imagine people who are not living in the country are suffering it. You understand? Yes, uh, in, in, in the form of high cost of remittances. So you don't have to just look here, but you can suffer also. So infrastructure is a necessity, sine qua non, to development. That's how we come to the end of today's edition of Money Radio. You have been on the money, uh, the, 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 the Nigerian economy segment of the program. And uh, this is Leadership Podcast. I want to say thank you very much for being here on the show again today. Thanks to you, our producers. Thanks to you, our listeners, especially you, our loyal listeners. This is where you get news, information, and analysis about things happening in the country. We encourage you to always stay tuned to Money Radio. Until we meet another day for another bumper edition of the program, we say, COVID-19 is real. Stay safe. Go and get your vaccine. Stay blessed. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.